You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. I am so happy that you guys are listening today because I have a very special guest. Please give a warm welcome to Miss Rachel Kerr. She is a licensed esthetician and master educator and quite frankly, a phenomenal business owner and entrepreneur. And I am so excited to pick her brain today and for her to share some of her expertise with you guys. So happy you're here. So happy to be here. <laughs> so excited. We connected kind of in a in a strange way, but I'm I'm so glad we're doing this event coming up pretty soon together and I can't wait for that. Yep, yep. It's, it's hopefully the weather's going to be nice and, you know, warm and sunny. <laughs> I heard it's supposed to be like a blistering 84, so we'll see. Okay. Well, I guess I'll be going sleeveless. <laughs> right? It's going to be crazy. Well, I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about what it is that you do. Okay. So my name is Rachel and I am a licensed master, uh, master es licensed esthetician and master educator. So basically what that means is I went to school to be able to teach in a beauty school. I can teach aesthetics, but I'm also a certified life coach and business coach and published author. So how I became a business coach was kind of a pandemic pivot type of thing. So I have a spa, I have a lash bar and it got shut down obviously with the rest of the world in March and being self-employed, uh, money just kind of wasn't really there for us, right? Self-employment was not there for us in the beginning. Um, trying to get the PPP loan and the SBA loan is like, you know, months and months and months out because yeah. there were just so many people struggling. So I needed to figure out a couple of things that I could do to get cash right away. And luckily I had a little bit of savings. So that kind of got me through the first couple of months while I was figuring this out. Um, so the first thing I did was, you know, my mind was just still on aesthetics and I was like, well, let me just send out, luckily I had created a big email list from every client that I'd ever had. So I already had this email list built and I sent out an email to all my clients saying, Hey, we don't know when we're opening back up again, but when we do open back up, everybody's going to need a new full set of lash extensions. So if you purchase a pair, if you purchase a set of lash extensions, I'll give you two fill-ins for free. Um, the only catch is, is that you have to buy it this month and then you just use it whenever we open back up and you have to pay in full. So I got a ton of people that bought that. So that gave me a huge influx of cash and kind of helped me relax a little bit. Um, but then I started thinking and I was like, you know, I have these coaching certificates. So this is like the perfect time for me to kind of explore some online stuff, right? Yeah. So I finished my book and I just published that on Amazon, self-published it. I was like, okay, good. Get that off my checklist. Because Could you tell the listeners the title of that book too? Yes. So the title of the book is Cut the Bullshit and it is the single mom's guide to running your business and household like a boss. Yes. So yeah. So basically what it is, is for a really long time, you know, I've been a single mom. I've got two boys. Um, and I really, um, don't subscribe to kind of that victim mentality. I really feel like we all have the tools to be successful and to raise children with, uh, you know, the same things that their, their friends have coming from a two parent household. Absolutely. You just 
kind of have to figure it out, right? So, you know, you hear all these excuses. So basically what this book was is how to do all of this, just kind of letting the little shit go. Like when you are busy and you're starting your own business or you're running your own business, or you even have a nine to five, or you have a nine to five and then a five to nine and you have kids and you have pets and you have like all of this stuff that you're trying to do. It's very easy to kind of fall into the trap of, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. The kids need this. The kids need that. The dog needs this. And I mean, really, we are all here on this planet with the same amount of hours every single day. So I just want to know why it is that some other people can get all their shit done and then some other people just want to wallow in their own self-pity. So basically, the book is about letting the little stuff go. Like, you don't have to do those dishes at nighttime. They can get done in the morning, which is really funny coming from me because I do enjoy a very clean house. But, you know, other things that we just – sometimes we prioritize the – the stupidest little things so that we can have control over something. Yes. And so the book is basically about, you know, it starts out just kind of walking you through like one of just my crazy days, right? Getting the kids to school, getting this done, getting that done, all the things that I have to do. Um, But then it just kind of goes through, you know, little things that you can let go, self-care, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, There's a chapter in there on money because a lot of times you'll hear people in situations like that complaining they don't have any money, they're broke, they're poor. And, mm-hmm. you know, we work a little bit on that mindset and it's like, okay, you know, we have to take responsibility and ownership for what's going on in our lives. And yes, your situation may make it so that it is a little bit tougher for you to go out and get extra income, but it's not impossible. So if you don't want to be broke, if you don't want to be poor, there are ways for you to get up an extra hour earlier in the morning, stay up a little hour later, you know, just kind of make that small little compromise, you know, just for a little while to maybe build an extra side hustle that's going to bring you some cash. Yeah. So yeah, I just go through all that in the book and it's just fun. It's only, I should call it a booklet. It's not really a book. It's only like 86 pages. That's a book. that's more than that's more than I read to my daughter before bed. That's definitely a book. Yeah, you can read it. I mean, it's like a 45, 60 minute read, right? Um, and it's just fast, it's quick, it's just basically meant to give you the the energy to just say, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it too. Like she Love just that. literally laid out the roadmap. So let me just go get it. I will be expanding on it. My plan is to take that book and actually turn it into a real book that goes to a real publisher that gets real press. <laughs> I love that. One you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. And that was just basically, that was, that was my starting point. So I finished the book and then I started getting phone calls from my friends that were in the spa business. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are you making money? What are you doing right now? And so I just kind of came up with this bright idea. I've been kind of, you know, hooked into Instagram for a while now. I've got kind of a larger following marketing. Yeah, I saw branding. that. I was like shook. I looked at your page <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. So it's kind of been my thing. So what I started doing was I started helping my friends that had lash bars and spas and hair salons kind of rebrand while we were all closed. So I was like, now is the perfect time to go in and clean out all your, you know, back bar. Now is the perfect time to redo your website. Now is the perfect time to redo your Instagram. Now is the perfect time to go around your salon or studio and take pictures of everything for content. And so I kind of started doing that and I was just kind 
kind of charging a little bit here, charging a little bit there. And then the referrals kept coming in and kept coming in. I need to rebrand. I need to rebrand. And so that's kind of where the business coach starting was. I was kind of a rebranding coach. And then when I really sat down and I was like, well, what do I want to do with this? And my, for the longest time, my whole MO, as you see with the book, my whole MO has been really just kind of empowering women, um, generally a population that is underserved, whether that be POC women, single moms, Mm. divorcees, you know, whatever the case may be, just kind of empowering women to kind of stand in their own strength. And so I was like, let me help women start side hustles. Let me help women start businesses, whether it's something that they want to do on the side or something that they eventually want to turn into, you know, a huge, a a business. Yes. So, and that's kind of, it's kind of spiraled since there from there. So I really, really enjoy it. So I do charge people though. So, you know, I work with people kind of, you know, I give, I have a lot of free resources for people that can't afford my services right now. I've got a free group. I've got PDFs. I've got a YouTube channel. Um, but for those that are like really serious about, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to make it work. Then I coach with them one-on-one and we set up their business for them. And then once we've set up their business, that's one program. It's called just start damn it. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then the second program, um, after they've got their business set up and now they're ready to market and now they're ready to get clients. And we move them into a second program called followers to fans, the blueprint. And that's where I teach them how to get clients online from social media, SEO, email, you know, that type of thing, how to nurture that and get those clients and give them kind of a daily workflow of client getting activities. So that way they know what to do every single day to get clients every single day. So that's awesome. And this is so, so is this particular business that you just um, gave insight into, is this Shimmer Beauty and the Biz? Is that, okay, this is under that umbrella. Okay. That is under that umbrella. Yeah. So my lash bar is called Shimmer Skin Lash and Tan. So when I kind of, when we did the pandemic pivot, I wasn't super serious about the coaching. I knew that I wanted to do it, but it was just kind of like a, oh, let's just do it now because the whole world's just been through. So I was like, let me play off shimmer. And I was like, oh, shimmer beauty in the biz. And I was like doing the, you you know, the searches, see if anybody else had had that. And I was like, nope, nobody's got it. Okay. I'll just use it. Um, so that's kind of where it started. Now I will say over the past two years, I have gone back and forth with this name a million times because (laughs) my goal was not to only help women in the beauty industry. My goal is to help anybody in the service industry, but people hear beauty in the biz and they're like, Oh, health and beauty. Right. So, and it so happens that that's like the vast majority of my clients. So I'm like, well, do I keep it or do I change it? Well, if I change it, it, you know, so anyway, it's just crazy. But yeah, Shimmer Beauty in the Biz, that's, that's what it is for now. I don't know, maybe when I've got a million followers. So that's really cool. I feel like um, when you were talking about just underserved markets, I just absolutely love the fact, and that's part of why I asked you to speak here is because I really truly believe that just empowering women in general, in no matter, you know, what space you're serving in, is just so valuable, especially with the way things are today, currently in the United States, where women are using losing their autonomy, like at least having some control over their own lives and the outcome of their lives. I think this is just, just now, now is now is the time. time for this. And I just absolutely love that you're so focused on 
women who are underserved. That's phenomenal. Well, I think that there is really, there's a lot of strength there. And I think that it's just people aren't pointing it out because Mm, right now in our society, in the U.S., the largest number of new entrepreneurs, the largest number of people, the largest group of people opening up small businesses right now, starting small businesses are women. I believe it. By, I mean, women and black women in general, like they Mm -hmm. are the leading group right now of people that are opening small businesses. They outnumbered, I think it's like 17% are black women. And then the next closest is white men at 14% and then white women just after that. So there really is kind of the surge going on right now of people really trying to find their power and take control of their lives and maybe think about not depending on the government and other people so much to give them the things that they need. And maybe right. they're really starting to figure out, you know what, if I want this, I'm going to have to go get it. Um, also black women are the largest number of enrollees in four-year universities right now. Just, I, I mean, it's that. just, there really is a wave of self-sufficiency coming along and I absolutely love it. But I think also there's a part of the community that still isn't getting that information yet because it's not what they see. It's not what they grew up with. They don't have that example. Right. So I try to get my face out there as much as I can and talk about it as much as I can. Because if I can just get to one person's ears that has not heard, hey, people that look just like you are starting businesses at a faster rate than any other demographic right now. What are you doing? You know, if they can just hear that, it's like, what? Huh? Yeah, it really is that easy. You can make $100,000 a year walking dogs. Do you love dogs? Let's go. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can make $100,000 a year cleaning houses. Do you like cleanliness? Let's go, right? You can, I mean, there's just so many businesses in the service industry that it is very, very doable for you to make six figures, right? Um, And, you know, I just use the six figure term because that seems to be a very comfortable mark for people to like, Oh yeah. If I, if I made six figures, that would be, I'd be able to feed my kids. I'd be able to have a decent car. I'd be able to live in a decent apartment. I mean, that's just the beginning. I mean, I would love to see women get much further than that, but let's start there and just work the numbers. You know, how many dogs do you have to walk a week? How much do you have to charge? You know, if you've got to charge too much money, what can you, what kind of add-ons can you give? What other services can you do? Can you do pet sitting? Can you do, you know, can you do yard right. cleanup? Like, you know, what is it yes. that you can do to kind of make all of those visits worth that amount of money and then get the right amount of visits in per week? Let's not forget we need to take vacation because that is really important to have days off. So we got to oh, work yep. all that in there too. But a lot of times people, once they get the actual numbers worked out and see what they have to do, it's like, wow, that's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is so great. You're just, you're helping people realize their own potential and that's, and their own earning earning potential. And I feel like, I mean, just being an, an entrepreneur myself, I feel like the 
the discussion around money, particularly being a woman, has always felt a little bit uncomfortable. But with my with my dad growing up, you know, teaching me the value of working for yourself and setting that example for me, I'm one of the very lucky few who had, um, you know, our conversations around money weren't something that created a lot of fear in me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, there's plenty of women out there who have these ideas around money, like, you know, um, I'm not capable of running my own business. That's, that's not something that I can do. And then then here you are laying out literally step by step. Here's what you need to do. Here's the numbers you need to hit. And that's just, it's amazing because you're taking the fear and the guesswork out of something that's typically, and I mean, even as someone who's not afraid of money, it's a challenging thing to run your own business for sure. It is. It is. It's very challenging. There's a lot of things that people, I think, that do want to start their own business and they've started and they're like, whoa, I didn't think about that. Oh, right. I didn't think about that. Oh my God, what is QuickBooks, right? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are there are things about running a business that I absolutely abhor, right? Um, but I love helping other people start their own. That part to me is like, I'm like, oh yeah, you can, here's you get QuickBooks, get Canva and then figure that stuff out. But I'll help right. you with the nitty gritty. Like I'll help you figure yeah. out how to get those 12 clients a week that you need to get to make your goal. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it really is once you lay out the roadmap, now it's just a matter of, you know, we look at it together and I'm like, are you, is this something you can do? Yeah. You know, if, if you really want this, it can be done. So yeah, once the roadmap's there, it's, it is actually, it's not, it's not brain surgery. It's actually really easy. You just have to be willing to put in the work once we give you the road plan, road map. Oh man, man. I can relate to that for sure. I mean, whether it's your physical health or, you know, whether it's starting a business, I can't tell you, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. Like I'll talk with someone who says they want the help, they're ready for the support. And then when it comes to the follow through the action, all of a sudden, all these fears start coming up and they're like, mm-hmm. um, I can't afford it. I'm not going to have time for that. And, you know, all these excuses come up. And while the excuses are so valid, um, I have a hard time. I personally have a hard time relating to that because I think you and I are very similar where I've always been a go getter and I don't care what the obstacle is, I will figure out, I will will act first and figure it out later where I feel like maybe some people feel that the safe choice is to figure it out first, have all their ducks in a row, every detail laid out before they pull the trigger on pursuing something. So what would you, what would you say then to someone who has been kind of like teetering on the edge of a big decision um, because I know you were talking about, you know, not choosing to be the victim. So what does that actually look like in action? Well, I think that, you know, back to your point about, you know, you do health, right? So people come to you because they want to get fit and you can lay the roadmap in front of them. You can tell them that what they want to do. And then all of a sudden they can't afford it, right? Oh, I can't afford this. And to me, it's like, okay, the fact that you're telling me that you can't afford this is the exact reason why you should invest in yourself. Because if you can't afford this, then how are you going to afford those medical bills 10 years from now? Yes. Right? So let's not be so short-sighted 
because honestly, I don't, I don't know what you charge, but I'm thinking that it's probably not going to be as much as being on diabetes medication and, you know, everything that, you know, that is going to healthcare in America is a whole podcast in itself. It's a mess. Like I am like, Oh my God, it's a mess. Um, and that's, you know, it's funny because that is something that I have been thinking about a lot lately because I've just, the last couple of months I've been on this journey. So I turned 50 in January and something like you did not turn 50. First of I all, did. I did. First of all, I know. tell me why you, I would have guessed like a cute mm, 35, 36. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Okay. Go off. <laughs> um, so I just, something clicked and I was like, I, in my brain and in my in, inside, I don't feel half a century old. Right. I still feel very young and I still have a lot of like, you know, creative energy. And I had my kids late. I had them at 31 and 38. So I've got an 18 year old and a 12 year old right now. So they're, they need me around. They need me active for the next 20 years. And, you know, COVID, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and so the last few months I've just been like, you know what, Rachel, you're 50. It's time. It is time to start getting into shape. What are you going to do? And so, you know, we joined the gym and that worked for a minute. And I was like, I just need something that's easier than getting in my car. So I started walking. We live in this neighborhood that's like hills, like steep grade hills. So I made like this two mile loop in my neighborhood. And I walk that at least I've, my goal was three to four times every week, but I've been doing it five times a week for the last two, almost two months now. And it was just a matter of saying, you know what, there, this is a non-negotiable in my life. This I is, love that word. I yes, love that phrase. It that's has my favorite. to be done. Like it just yeah. has to be done. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Don't do it on the weekends, but today you're doing it right. Yeah. So I've been doing it for a couple months now and I've lost my COVID weight and I feel better. My body looks better mentally. I'm just better. You know, everything is, everything's just better. Right. Good. And, and congratulations. So, it's not easy to do it on your own. It's not easy to do it on your own. You have to really get to that point where it is a non-negotiable. And I think that when we're talking about coaching for fitness and we're talking about coaching for business, I think sometimes for some people, it's hard for them to get to the place where it's non-negotiable because in order for something to become non-negotiable, you have to be willing to step out of what is comfortable for you. Right. And a lot of people don't want to step out of what's comfortable. They know they should eat better, but God, those Twinkies taste so good. Right. Yeah. They know they should exercise every day, but I just rather take a longer, hotter shower. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that they're in their comfort zone there, even though they know. So it's, I think it's just finding whatever objection that they have, that it is getting them to see that exact objection as being the reason why they need what it is. And and it's the truth. It's like people come to me and they go through all my free stuff and they're like, Oh my God, I need clients. I need clients. My business is so slow, or I want to start this business and I don't know where to start. And, you know, we'll hop on the call and we'll talk about what it is that they want. And the biggest objection I get is, oof, yeah, $2,000 is a lot of money. And I'm like, it is a lot of money, but how much is it going to cost you 12 months from now, if you still don't have a job or if you're still on unemployment or if you're still working at a crappy nine to five and that 
crappy, stinky cubicle with crappy, stinky Steve trying to talk to you every day. Like, what is that going to cost Steve. you mentally? <laughs> Sorry, Steve's of the world. You know what I mean? So it's like, we have to talk about what is it going to cost you not to do it, right? And so that yes. is the million dollar question right there. Yeah. And you know, what's so funny. I mean, like our brains are wired to keep us safe yeah. and that's, yeah. that is our, literally our survival instinct. That mm -hmm. is why comfort feels better because there's no, there's no perceived risk involved with comfort when in reality there's much greater risk staying in comfort because there is no growth happening in comfort. And in fact, you might just be without even realizing it slowly, exponentially decelerating away from your goal. And you might be making things worse by doing, by doing nothing at all, which is to me, like, it's funny. Cause I just, um, I was just uh, recording a podcast episode actually about my experience hiring a business coach and what my life looked like before that it is very, very hard for you to sit there, hear a number and go, yep. Sounds super comfortable. Sounds super safe. <laughs> I mean, of course not. Of course not. And you know, like, I think my big thing is when I, when I heard the number that I don't even want to tell you how much I invested in my coach, but it's well, it's well worth it. I mean, hindsight is 2020 and I, I made it work. I didn't want to take out a loan, but I, but I literally took out a loan. I said, this is, this is my last option. I don't have a plan B. So I took out that loan and now my business is completely changed. And I've made that, I made that money back almost immediately. And so I think people don't understand that you can drop, you know, $2,000 if your phone breaks because you have to have a phone uh, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can, you can pay a contractor to come fix your plumbing because you want a toilet that flushes. But when it comes to your literal livelihood, you have trouble hearing $2,000. You have trouble right. hearing, you know or like even, even like in like a couple hundred a month, you're like, oh, I can't do that. I got to spend that on a manicure and daily <laughs> frappuccinos. And then you wonder why you don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no risk in buying Starbucks and getting your nails done. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is that what I try to teach my clients is, is what I'm not here to make them give up any of that. Yeah. I'm here to give them the resources so that they can buy 10 times that or whatever it is that yeah. they want to do with their money. It's like, you can hang on to the $5 treat that you, you know, if you want to hold on to that $5 and get that little treat every week, then you can hold on to that. Or maybe you can give that up for a couple of weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can teach you ways to where now you've got more. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, yeah. It's just kind of getting them out of the headspace. It's, and you're right. It is more about their, when, when it comes to things that have to do with our livelihood, our, our health, our business, our relationships, for some reason, I don't, I don't understand it. It's why we're just so like, oh, well, I can go find that information myself. Okay. You can. You can yep. go to YouTube and you can go to Google and you can go to Pinterest and you can duct tape and bubble gum, all of this stuff <laughs> together if you want, yes. or you can have a roadmap right here. 
I can right, tell you right. exactly what it is you need to do. It's right? that phrase buy cheap, buy twice. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna invest in myself. I'm just gonna do it myself, which by the way, you're just adding more stress and more of a mental load to your plate trying to figure it out mm-hmm. rather than investing in someone who has the expertise to get you there probably faster uh, and more efficiently and take that stress off of you, which as a mom, I don't want anything else on my to-do list. (laughs) If someone can make it easier for me, I will figure out where to come up with the funds in order to receive that help because, ooh, no thanks. (laughs) No thanks. I know, right? (laughs) I don't want to go through that myself. (laughs) Just give me the booklet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, it was funny what you're saying too. It just, the picture in my mind, um, you know, like holding on to this money um, because we're afraid of what happens when we let go. Um, There's that visual of like, you know, if you're, if you're gripping on to, let's say like, you know, a chunk of change, you're holding on to that money. Eventually that's going to get very heavy. If you're just, if you're like flexing it tight in your Mm -hmm. hand, eventually you're going to have to let go. And you don't want to wait until it's too late to get to that point. Yeah. It's so much better to just utilize the tools that are available <laughs> to you. You'd exactly. think it would be so easy. You know, you'd think. I mean, we've got people telling us every day, it's really easy, just do this. And yet we still continue doing the same thing that has got us to the same place on the same day at the same time. And it's, it really does take, um, you really kind of have to either hit whatever your rock bottom is. You have to be fed up, absolutely fed up with the way that things are. And then at that time, you have to meet the right person that yes. can be, can give you the right vehicle to get where you want to go. I mean, everything kind of, I feel like has to fall in place, the right, right place, right time, right person, right vehicle. Um, in order for that to happen or else, you know, cause if it doesn't feel right, they're not good. Now they're really going to draw back and now they're really going right. to stay back in their comfort zone. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think also too, one thing that I've noticed is, um, at least for like marketing and coaching and service-based businesses now, um, I think people are more hesitant to purchase right off the bat or, um, to connect or reach out for help solely because they've been burned in the past or the things that they've tried or, you know, these horror stories of people like, you know, buying a, a kit to start their business. And then they end up, you know, thousands of dollars in debt because they didn't actually get coached through it or whatever the story is. And we hold on to these stories and these fears as a reason why we can't get up and try and try again. Yep, we sure do. And that's, you know, that's something that happens. I think it's really prevalent in the business coaching world and the life coaching world where we don't really have a tangible product, right? Right. So it's kind of like we, this is why I'm like, I give out so much, so many resources for free, right? If somebody wants to see how I coach, they can go to my YouTube channel and they can watch YouTube videos. They can join my free Facebook group and there's, you know, documents and consent forms and all kinds of stuff that, you know, the people that I coach would use if they're in there. I coach in their live two times a month. I'm in there every single day with a new post just to give them as much value as I possibly can. So that way, when they are ready to make that decision on, yes, it's time for me to 
hire someone to help me get my business to the next level. Now it's not so much of a, Oh, I think I'm going to lose my money because they've been in my world for probably somebody's usually in my world for about six to eight months before they're ready to make that decision. And, you know, I think when, you know, when coaching and you first kind of became like this, you know, the online courses and stuff, it was like, I'd watch one YouTube of somebody and at the end they'd like pitch something and I'd go buy it. (laughs) Those were the days when you could like see an ad on Facebook for Uh some service service based thing. And you're like, sure, I'll drop a hundred bucks here. No big deal. And now it's like, listen, I'm going to need 14,000 five-star reviews. I'm going to need a personal referral. I'm going to need, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but you know, I, I think I mean, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but I just, I actually do love that portion of the challenge because it allows me to continue to just nurture people and just show mm-hmm. up as myself and just to keep helping and whether or not they become clients, at least I know at the end of the day that I have put my heart and soul out into the universe. And I know that people are benefiting regardless of, you know, whether or not they decide to take it that step further, just like you said, you know, those people yeah. that just never fully never fully enter the circle, but are in your audience for sure. But they're in the audience and they're learning and they're taking, you know, I'm giving value. They're taking something away that they're going to be able to use at some point down the road. Right. So it really is just a matter of helping people, helping people, helping people. And then, you know, a small percentage of those people that you're continuing to help will be ready at some point in time to really level up and go full blast. And then you'll be their person. I feel like you're, you are coaching me currently in my business <laughs> with this conversation. And I'm like taking all of these beautiful little nuggets. I'm putting them in the file cabinet to store for okay. later. I love it. Um, so I would love, so for those that are listening, um, you know, my, 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 my audience is mostly moms. Um, Let's say, let's say the stay-at-home mom who is ready to just change it up, maybe make some passive income for herself, um, just so she feels more empowered. What would you give um, as far as like maybe some tangible first steps or things to consider when um, starting a business? Uh, okay, tangible first steps. This is awesome because I love this type of thing. Usually, if somebody Yay, strategy. Came, <laughs> yeah, if someone came to me and asked me, I would schedule what we call like a brainstorming session. And so, basically, what I ask on my brainstorming sessions is, "What do you love? Like, what do you love? What are your hobbies? What are you really good at? What do other people say you're really good at? What do other people say your strengths are? I want you to send an email to five of your friends, or I guess not email, maybe a messenger or a DM or whatever to five of your friends and just ask them, you know, give me five things that you think I'm good at. Right. And then see kind of what is working, right. What kind of um, resonates with you as a person. So, you know, if it were me and I hadn't, you know, had these businesses, right. Um, I love dogs, right. I love dogs. I love pit bulls. That's just kind of my thing. So I'd be like, Oh, maybe I would walk dogs and, you know, maybe I would pet sit and then maybe I would train. I would love to train dogs. That would be awesome because I just have always love dogs. Right. So then we narrow down what it is that they absolutely love to do. And then we kind of go through the steps of how would you make money? Like, because sometimes, you know, if someone picks something and it's only something that they can do between the hours of 6 PM and 8 PM and they're a stay at home mom with kids, that's not going to work. That's dinner time. 
right? That's winding right. down time, right? So we have to find something that works in their schedule as well, whether that be something online, whether that be a, you know, an online business. I'm not a huge fan of MLMs, but there are a few of them out there that I think you can make some pretty legit side money. Um, you just have to be really careful and really intentional and not be afraid to market, right? Yes. Um, so, but service businesses, I mean, if you have a knack for cleanliness and you love cleanliness or you have a knack for organizing and you love organizing stuff, and let's say you've got a kid in fifth grade and a kid in first grade, when they're off at school during the day, you've got from, you know, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. where you could be going to people's houses and organizing the pantry or cleaning their refrigerator or, you know, organizing their clothes or, you know, some people like me right now, if if you have any closet organizers in your audience, like <laughs> I have a closet that has so many clothes in it, like 80% of the clothes in there, I don't wear, right? I just don't oh wear. Gosh. And I have been in top of my mind for the past three months. I really need to hire someone to come in, take all of my clothes out of my closet with me, put 20% back that I wear and then list all the rest of them on Poshmark, right? Or in a Ooh. buy and sell group or marketplace or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, is there anybody that does that? That's like the perfect job because how many, there's there's just as many of us out there that have closets that are, I mean, full of unused stuff, right? So yeah. go in and take, my mom is so funny. She will be, you know, walking around her apartment or wherever. She'll walk by the dumpster and she'll see that somebody's left like, furniture by the dumpster to get thrown away and she'll look at it and she'll be like that's perfectly good like oh my god it just needs a little cleaning on the cushion so she'll grab the chair and she'll take it up to her apartment she'll scrub it up she'll clean it she'll do whatever she needs to do to it and then she'll sell it for a hundred bucks on facebook marketplace a what? free chair she got at the dumpster your mom's a badass <laughs> like can i I, I wonder where you got it. Hmm. The mystery. So I'm just like, there's just so many. I think that sometimes we just don't let our creativity take hold, right? Yeah. Sometimes we just need that person like me who just comes in and gives the right prompts and then lets the creativity flow. And then you just, the amount of ways that we can make money are absolutely endless. Yeah. And so then we just need to find one and then figure out how much money do you want to make staying at home? Do you have a husband or a spouse that brings home the bulk of the money that pays the bills and you just want Nordstrom rack money? Okay, well, this is what you need right. to do. Right. Yeah. So, or, you know, did your husband just get laid off or your partner just get laid off or doesn't have a job or is, you know, on disability and you need to bring in more money? Like, okay, let's yeah. figure out what we need to do to bring in more money. So it's, uh, it's fun. The brainstorming sessions are my absolutely most fun thing because it's where we just get to like go wild with creativity. And well, and the fact that you just unlock, uh, I'm thinking like, as you're listing off these things, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I totally, I totally could do this a side hustle X, Y, Z. I already got too much on my plate. I'm like <laughs> running and running the Airbnb. I'm doing my own business. Yep. A boxing coach. Like there's a lot happening, but I just love that you literally help people pick their own brains for things that might seem completely mundane or like, like unneeded or underappreciated or just part of everyday life and actually turn it into a business. And I think yeah. that is where the magic happens because people really don't realize that even the, the most simplest of 
like basic skills, not even mm -hmm. a talent, not even a passion, but just a skill, something that you happen to gravitate towards could bring money in for yeah. you. Totally. Totally. Anything, pretty Wild. much anything that is something that somebody else needs or wants can be made into a job, can be made yeah, into a Yeah, see a, a need, fill a need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm so, like all these ideas rolling around in my head right now. I know. I'm like, so if there's a closet cleaner out there, I will help you start your business if you want to come do my closet. Listen, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you watched the home edit, by the way, that little sidebar um, on Netflix. Have you ever seen the home I edit? Think I have. It's the two gals, right? Yeah. Okay. Leah I think I've and, seen an episode. Uh, Joanna. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, if you want to feel really bad about your own closet more so than you do now, but also feel really inspired to organize, I highly mm -hmm. recommend watching that show. Okay. Yep. I'll put it on my <laughs> list of things to do then. <laughs> so. Oh man. Ah. But that's, that's absolutely right. I just, that is, it's, it's truly brilliant. I, I love that you do this. It gives <laughs> heart so much joy. That's so great. So what about like, okay. Let's say, let's just talk in broader terms here because I, I've been thinking about this book that you wrote. And so what about the women who don't necessarily want to make more money or start a business, but what can, what are kind of your thoughts around overcoming obstacles and like, whether it's, you know, you've got to, I don't know, make some sort of big change or make a big decision um, and this fear arises, how would you like coach someone through pushing past that fear in order to make that decision? We kind of talked about it earlier. Yeah, I think for something like that, a visual, visualization is really powerful. Um, I think if somebody needs to push through something that a big decision that they need to make that they don't want to make, or, you know, some, something that they've got to move through that really doesn't have anything to do with business or whatever, um, you really need to be able to visualize what your life looks like on the other side of that decision, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can sit here all day long and fret about a huge decision that we have to make, right? But the bottom line is, is that the faster we make that decision, the faster we get to the other side. And if you know what's going to be on the other side, or if you can visualize what's going to be on the other side, then I think that makes it much easier. Um, one of the things that I always ask myself before I make a big decision is okay this really sucks or you know i just spent all this money on this thing oh gosh i hope it works out you know what i mean right and i'm like okay i just sit here and focus and i'm like what will my life look like a year from now is this going to be just a blip on the radar am i going to have forgotten about this right is this going to make my life better right if this is going to make my life better then just you know, let's go, let's do it right now. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of have to sit down and really with yourself, whether you meditate or you pray or whatever it is that you do, um, vision boards, I've got like a whole vision board book where it has just like pictures that you cut out. <laughs> Please send me the link. Okay. Um, I'm such a kinetic got, person. I've got it right here. Uh, uh, you probably can't I see mean, it obviously on the podcast, but there it's the, Oh, it's cute. Oh, uh, oh I can, I, I saw it for like a second. Yeah. I know that it's really cool. Okay. Yeah, I love that. So better than a magazine, <laughs> better than a magazine. So you just kind of, you've got to really visualize what is going to happen, what this decision, what making this decision is going to do for you. And then it just kind of helps 
push you past, right? Um, and, you know, things are scary, but the thing is, is that, you know, we were talking about before, there's no growth outside of your comfort zone, right? So make the decision, let the cookie crumble or chips fall where they may or whatever, <laughs> right. whatever those youngins are saying these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not youngins. <laughs> They're saying like, it's lit or it sent okay. me. I don't know. You know, what, whatever they're saying. These <laughs> whatever days, the kids I on TikTok know. are saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it. you just have to push through, right? Mm, you have yeah. to push through and just look at it as, you know, an improvement. I mean, obviously different decisions mean different things. Um, but I'm hoping that every big decision that somebody has to make, even though it might be hard at the moment, I'm hoping that it is something that will better their life in the future. Like, right. you know, just for example, you know, if you have a woman in a relationship that is, you know, emotionally abusive relationship, right? She may stay in that relationship because she knows what to expect. Right. Right. And she thinks, oh, well, he's not hitting me. So I guess it's okay. You know, I'll be fine. I just need to toughen up. And, and it's like, if you think about, let's say that you left and made the decision to be on your own, made the decision to get into a better relationship or work on yourself or whatever it is that you want to do. What does your life look like 12 months from now when you don't have to sit and take that abuse? Like, does your life look better? And it's like, well, right. yeah. Of course it looks better. Okay, yeah. well, we're working towards our future. Every single day that comes and goes, we have to make sure that we're taking steps in the right direction. And if you're yeah. just going to sit in this place and be comfortable, eventually what happens is you start moving backwards because the world just passes you by, you know? It's yeah. like nobody stands still. Everybody's either moving forward or going backwards. So let's get forward. And if you can right. visualize what that forward prize is going to be, then, you know, it just makes it much easier to make that decision. So, and I'm not advocating you guys all get up and leave your husbands and all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not doing <laughs> Dang that it. at all. It's, I was really <laughs> feeling compelled. <laughs> it's just, just an example. Um, but you know, it's just about, I just feel like that tends to be a situation that a lot of people are in and they just, they stay because staying is more comfortable than venturing out on their own and creating something new. Right? Yeah. And that, that sort of discomfort is something that they know to expect, like you were saying, mm -hmm. versus the yeah. discomfort, knowing that there's discomfort on the other side, but not knowing what that discomfort is eventually going to lead to. Exactly. I, I personally find that anytime I'm faced with a, like, a big growth decision, like, mm -hmm. like for, example, for example, going back to like, you know, when I first hired my business coach, Stop it. when I first hired my, my dog is in the background. He's like, well, I understand. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, when I first hired my business coach, um, that fear I feel like is a signal that something big is on the other side of that. And it's again, like when you're faced with a big decision, your brain's responsibility is to keep you quote, safe. So I know yeah. that, okay, this is a risk. Mm -hmm. That means high risk, high reward. So I'm going to, it's not even a gamble because if you can envision like what you're talking about, envision the result, you're more likely to, to have a positive outcome based off that decision. No matter if you don't know what's going to happen from point A to point B, you know, you'll get to point B at one, you know, in one season or another. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's kind of the hardest realization. And something else that you were talking about, have you ever read The Slight Edge? Uh, I have not. Jeff Olson? Oh, girl. 
Okay. I'm and I've to... read a lot of books. <laughs> oh, you will love this book. Okay. Cause you were saying, um, you know, growing backwards and uh, there's this graph, which I know if you're listening, you can't see it, but basically there's this graph in the book that always like, I really, I, oh, it sits with me so well. It's, you know, a line we think of growth, right? And then we talk about everyday, uh, small, small steps. And there's two ways that you could do that. You can either grow forward or you could grow backward. And it would be like saving a penny every day um, and like doubling it. So one penny and the next day you save two penny and then four penny, eight pennies, and you're doubling it. And that exponential growth is going to happen, but it's all with small steps. And the same thing, just like you can grow forward with small steps, if you are taking actions that don't align with what your vision of what you want your future to be is, if you're taking steps that take you away from that vision, you're going to find yourself way far away from that goal because you're very slowly and then suddenly exponentially going, how the heck did I end up here? All I was doing was eating, eating, you know, you know, a couple bites of ice cream every night. And here I am 50 pounds too heavy. And I don't know how I got here but it's all in the small decisions. It's those everyday choices, either taking you further or closer to your goals for sure. Yeah, that is absolutely 100%. That theory resonates with me because that's how I got my 20 pounds COVID weight is it was one caramel M&M at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what it was. I would sit at my desk and I was finishing my book pop one in typing typing pop one in and before you know it i went from the regular size packs to the shareable packs to the party packs the halloween packs (laughs) oh my gosh girl i'm so glad it's like whoa look at she needs an intervention And that's exactly right, though. I think we, you know, we think we're really just, you know, doing the same thing every day, when in reality, those actions are actually taking us in a completely different direction or, you know, growing downwards, really. So yeah, for sure. There you go. You heard it. You heard it from... You heard it from Rachel. One M&M at a time. You could either make or break your, your vision for yourself. But yeah, so that that book um, is called The Slight Edge. I'll have to send send that to you. I always recommend that to all of my clients. Um, It's a very powerful book. Um, And you'll have to send me the vision board book because I know a lot of my clients would love that too. Yes, yes. I'll send you the link. I got it on Amazon, so... It's readily available. I know. A a complete enabler though. Like if they're sending you M&Ms, they're like, girl, are you, knock, knock, knock. Are you okay? (laughs) It's your fourth delivery this week. It's, it's, (laughs) it's the, the whole Amazon thing is just a phenomenon. It's, it's so crazy how one company can change your entire life, which it has changed my entire life. Like now I want business supplies delivered. I don't have to go to Staples now. I just next day delivery, right? Food, groceries. Like I pick up my phone and I open the Amazon app and I'm like, Hey, Alexa, find this for me. And it just takes me right to the little page. And well, and the fact that like just looping this all back home here, the fact that you are helping the next, you know, female, uh, Jeff Bezos to start their own Amazon. (laughs) You know, the fact that you're able to give people these ideas for businesses that will change other people's lives, not just the business owners, but really, you know, helping women impact other women, impact Mm -hmm. other people like that by itself 
is so incredibly powerful. I don't, I don't think people realize that your business, your contribution to the world, especially when it's your own, when it's your baby and you're like, you know, that's a blessing and a curse because when things go wrong, they go really wrong. And you're like, oh my yeah, God. they do. But you know, I like, I think there's something so powerful about having, having something to call your own, your mm-hmm. own, you know, brainchild. And then to have the support of another phenomenal, powerful, inspirational woman backing, backing her up. Like that's got to feel amazing. So like, Yes, I love what you do. You're phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so tell 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 the audience really quick then um, where they can connect with you if they would like to start learning more. So everything is Shimmer Beauty and the Biz. So my Instagram page is Shimmer Beauty and the Biz. My Facebook page is Shimmer Beauty and the Biz. My uh, YouTube is Shimmer Beauty biz because I couldn't put the and in there because it was like weird. <laughs> um, but if you just put Rachel Kerr or Shimmer Beauty biz, it'll um, it'll pop up. Um, they can email me info at Shimmer Beauty and the biz. I mean, this is why I have not changed the name yet because I'm like, oh, God, that's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Rebranding. Yeah, right. Rebranding. Oh, my God. That's you. So yeah, yep. everything Shimmer Beauty and the Biz, they can find me anywhere they want, but the website, obviously, shimmerbeautyandthebiz.com is, I really need to update my website here this week. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe you can have somebody else who's really just randomly good at web development update your page for you and organize your closet. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> two for, <you> yeah. <laughs> two for deal. Love it. Yeah, awesome. Well, it was awesome being here with you too. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate just having this conversation. I feel like I got so much out of it and I'm just so, I'm definitely going to be buying your book. You got it. Can you tell the title one more time and we can find it on Amazon. Amazon. Is that right? Yes. It is called Cut the Bullshit, the single mom's guide to running a business and household like a boss. Perfect. Yay. Okay. Well, We'll link that. We'll link all your um, socials and everything too. So for those of you listening, if you just click the show notes, you'll be able to connect directly with Rachel, buy her book and, you know, do all the good stuff. Learn all, (laughs) get all these knowledge nuggets, right? Yes. Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in today and listening to this episode of Muscles, Motherhood and Motivation. And as always, be bold, be bold.